Welcome back to our show. Welcome back, everybody. This is Twanda. And this is Rumel. Hey, Rumel. Hey, girl, you look surprised when I started to say that. Like, what are we here for? <laughs> like, what are we doing? I, I was surprised. I, I thought you were doing something else. And so I started reading something. And then suddenly the podcast had begun. And I was like, oh, oh, yes. Okay, that's what we're here for. Yes, I am here. I'm ready for it. I need a countdown screen. This is 10, <laughs> 9, yeah, That might help a sister out. <laughs> That's all right. How are you doing? Oh, I am doing fine. Hey, when are we going to do this um, video podcasting thing? Ooh, I say like summertime is a great time for us to be able to get out and actually do it. Right. So later. <laughs> later okay but like and, and then i will say time. video i yeah. just meant us not necessarily us having to be out and about oh, but even see, just but like that would be so much fun you just added so much complexity because now okay let's yeah. not do that let's just let's just start <laughs> let's just start being on camera and That's here it. lies the difference between the two of us you just heard it right <laughs> you just heard it you know Ramel has has a grand idea and and Twanda brings it in and says wait a minute let's take baby steps from else like let's jump in the pool all at once <laughs> and I'm like can we stick our toe in and that yeah. is the, that is us you know <laughs> I want to get my hair wet that these what are I'm your doing. hosts yes and somehow we make this work <laughs> we do <laughs> Oh, wow. It's so <laughs> funny that we get along so well, but we have. We do um, it differently. We just do. It do. Yeah. 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 That's how it works. What are we talking about today? Oh, we are talking about mental health. It's like May is National Mental Health Awareness yes. Month. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so we're just going to have a general conversation. Like, you shouldn't be able to like make a mental health decision based on this conversation, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, like we're... just putting that out there, right? Like you shouldn't be able to come away with a diagnosis of something from our conversation, but it's just <laughs> impacted like both of our families and some of our friends. And it just, it just felt right to kind of have a conversation about it. You're right. I, don't know of a family that doesn't have mental health concerns, concerns. with some other fam with with someone in the family. And if you look around and you think and you say to yourself, "No one in my family has mental health issues," then it's probably you. Because <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> it, it literally is. It, it is literally everywhere. is. Yeah, But I think um, I think it's a good time to talk about it because it's something that has been like shuffled into the dark, right? This is like closeted kind of things that happen in people's family, but it's not shameful. And it's really time that we kind of bring uh, the issues into the light. And so, yes. Yeah. Um, so my family is trying to be, you know, proactive with this. I don't know if it's reactive or proactive, but we're trying to we're having conversations with family as a as a whole. Number one, if we're in the family and we have hereditary issues, we should talk about that because mm -hmm. it's hereditary, doggone it. So everybody keeping it private is not helping. We could be talking about what medications work and don't work for us. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, we could. 
we could better understand that family member who always shows late up late at the at the event and leaves early or whatever the case is mm-hmm. just to be able to once you know what you're dealing with it's a lot easier to accept when you understand it we often reject things that we don't know or we don't understand mm-hmm. so once we are in a place of taking away that stigma and saying, well, quite honestly, every family family is dealing with it. And at one case, one point in another, all of us have a mental, I'll call it a mental illness or a mental dis-ease in the sense that we all are disturbed in some way mentally just because we are living life. Like if you live long enough, something's going to make you feel, at some point you might feel depressed or anxious or irrationally angry, (laughs) you know. (laughs) So and I, yeah. I think it's I think it's um a good thing to talk about. And I know that like you said, it, at times we battle, I guess, things like anxiety and depression. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna be on medicine the rest of your life, right? right. That's my understanding. Like you can go through um bouts of these conditions without it being um, mental illness, maybe right. mental health, like you, like you might need a therapist to get right. past these things, mm-hmm. not necessarily medication. I think when I think of mental illness, I think of something that actually probably needs to be treated via medicine. I don't know if that's the right. Well, I don't know. yeah, well, mental. So I would say mental illness, because when we were even talking about having this episode, I was thinking mm-hmm. about now, what's the difference between mental illness and mental health? Like, what are we talking mm-hmm. about? But I think mental illness is the actual, I'll call it dis-ease or the actual diagnosable thing that mm-hmm. people deal with. And mental health is the process of addressing. Mm-hmm. Their so mental okay. health would be I feel you. therapy and um, mental health would be other activities because I've done a little research on, well, what counts as mental health these these days? Mm-hmm. And so, of course, it's, it's therapy and in cases uh, where required medicine, but also things like meditation. Oh, by the way, meditation, you put that beep on everything. It everything. answers every problem, apparently. But like meditation and Reiki and yoga is something about those types of activities uh, that I saw listed, or even walks in, the, you know, not camping, but like hiking, you know, walk, taking mm-hmm. walks and being out in nature. All of those apparently apply as a way to address one's mental health um, and keeping mm-hmm. that. So so I think with the month of May being mental health awareness, it is bringing awareness to all the different ways to address any mental ailments and put, ailments. It, put you mm-hmm. back on track and recognizing that there are a lot of mental health resources um, available. We hardly ever say things like, thank goodness for COVID. But one of the things we learned from COVID or we got from COVID is more telehealth Mm -hmm. possibilities. Getting a therapist on the phone as opposed to having to see people in person Mm -hmm. is now so much easier to do. They've made Mm -hmm. apps to make this even easier to access. It is extraordinarily cool when we see that resources are expanding and we're having more of those um, resources. It just makes it easier for us to get the help we need. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. One other thing with the mental health concept is to release the stigma and to normalize it more. 
And uh, I appreciate efforts that I see in people doing that. There used to be a a fight between church and and Mm -hmm. psychology and therapy. That didn't last long, but I think there are certain issues like that that people have to deal with. They're probably still dealing with to this day. Uh, But I think that is changing a lot now, too. I think so. But I still think that the relationship between church and mental health is a complex one, like you said, because, you know, everything is not necessarily prayed away. Oh, okay. No, you just can't, you can't pray it all away. That's true. I was actually speaking with someone today who was talking about um, their grandchild Mm -hmm. who has like anxiety and depression. Yeah. And he was talking about how, how much he had to change his perception of what she was going through. Mm. Because as um, someone who was always told, you just shake that off. You just shake, you shake that off and you keep moving. Why can't you do X, Y, and Z? You need to push through that, Mm. you know? And it got pretty serious before he was able to say, wait a minute, this is not just the fact that they're being lazy. There's, something that is actually keeping them from being able to take on these tasks and actually being able to see it in real life was when he started to understand that this is actually like, like if you have high blood pressure, you need to take a pill for it because you have a condition in your body. Mm -hmm. And it took, I don't know. I don't know if he hadn't had this granddaughter going through this, had he ever come to that conclusion But he had to see it firsthand. You know, it's just the more that we let people understand that it is everywhere. I don't know about you, but I have at least one child that is very anxious. You know what I mean? Like the whole anxiety thing is very real for her. Okay. Can we, we can stop right there because, well, just because we've all had a worldwide pandemic that caused mm-hmm. anxiety in several generations of people all at once. So right. the, the, the one thing about that is I believe that is what allowed anxiety to rise up as a, okay, folks, we are all experiencing this mental illness that's called anxiety because mm-hmm. we're all going through this worldwide pandemic at the same time. And now it's easier to identify it and it doesn't feel as stigmatized because we all experienced it. And -hmm. I think that's what you were saying about the man you spoke to, the grandfather. Mm -hmm. You got to see it up front. Now we all have seen it up front and we have a whole generation of kids, people. I'll say people because it's not Mm -hmm. just the kids going through school who are dealing with it and and how that um, shook up their uh, environment and their life. It did that to um, adults as well. And so we've mm-hmm. got to see, we've had a chance to see anxiety up front. And I, I can't say if, no, I could definitely say I see anxiety. I don't know many parents who don't have kids who have anxiety that needs to be addressed by um, medication or breath work or techniques or therapy. Mm-hmm. It is not as a weird thing anymore to say, well, my kid's therapist, blah, 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 blah. So I'm, I'm really glad that there's there's more of that and it's less and, stigmatized. And I'm, I know that in our family, we have had to deal with 
mental illness stuff that's related to like schizophrenia Mm -hmm. and bipolar kind of issues. And when I tell you in the 90s, it was so hard to get assistance. I don't know how it is now because they are kind of, they're on their medication, they're doing what they need to do. But when we were going through the throes of that, Mm -hmm. it was so hard to get help. And um, especially for a person who is an adult, it's one thing if you have a child who's under 18, Mm -hmm. because you can be involved in their medical treatment. Mm -hmm. But once they get over 18, they have their free will and it doesn't matter how much you want to get help for them if they don't want to get help for themselves. And I think we're kind of, I imagine that we're still dealing with that, but I at least can see that there are more resources for people who are dealing with real mental health issues. Well, um, that, that does hit home. I have, you know, I have so many members of my family I could, you know, I have examples of, I have more extreme examples where mental illness, I think, led to drug use. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it could have been the other way around, but I feel like mental illness led to drug use. And now it's a whole family thing trying to um, work with a member of the family who who has both mental illness and drug abuse. And trying to work through it. So it is a serious scenario. It is mental health that affects us all every time we turn on the news. I say mental health, mental illness that affects us all. We turn on the news and we hear of another mass shooting. Like I'm so sick and tired of hearing about mass violence in our country. And I feel like it is related to unaddressed mental illness. Uh, People who don't know, uh, you know, people who are dealing with a mental illness, and is not getting addressed. And maybe even their family members not knowing what to do about it or how to get it addressed. And definitely police officers not knowing how to address someone having a mental illness um, issue. So I think we still have a big problem in our society addressing all the mental illness uh, that we have, we're we're dealing with. Oh, yeah. Oh, big time. Big time. I think until someone takes a deep breath and actually looks at the problem as is uh, on a really grand scale and try to fix it. I mean, try to, it's harder to use patches to correct a very big problem. And it feels like to me, like our mental health system is a bunch of patchwork Mm -hmm. opposed to like one big plan, you know? I think one of the things that we can do internally or as individuals, you know, find ways to participate in healthy mental health activities for ourselves first. So ourselves, Mm -hmm. our immediate family, Mm -hmm. uh, we all know, you know, we talk all the time, we all know um, how mental health might be addressing our own families and ourselves. So go ahead and using these resources, encouraging the resources, Mm -hmm. making it normal, you know, we have our hands on uh, people around us, neighbors, family members, church members around us, making sure they understand that there's no stigma behind it and mm-hmm. encouraging people to get the help that they need without, uh, without the judgment. Again, the biggest problem I find is that everybody doesn't have the best 
resources, but um, the money it might take to get to mm-hmm. these resources. And for that, I still don't know the answer to all of that, but I do know because before we did this, we started looking up, well, what are the mental health resources? I always mm-hmm. figured if you didn't have really good insurance, you were uh, SOL, have a luck, right? Mm-hmm. Because because mm-hmm. I thought, you know, well, psychologists cost a whole lot of money per, you know, people can't afford that if you don't have insurance to help balance that out, you're in trouble. But I've learned that over time, more and more, I don't know what you would call them, grants or foundations, you know, come mm-hmm. out to try to do more to address making mental health available for more people. So I think there are uh, sliding scale therapies that are out there now. You and I, Romel, looked up uh, Taraji P. Hinton's foundation Mm -hmm. around mental health. It's named after her father, Boris Lawrence Hinton, and it's called the Boris Lawrence Hinton Foundation. And we went on that uh, site, and she's working on making healthcare available on HBCU campuses and making it available and easily accessible to African Americans by having this directory of resources. So at least you know where to go to find a therapist. How many times I've had so many people say, I'm looking for a therapist. Do you know a good therapist? Maybe a good mm-hmm. black person I could speak to. And it's like, mm. Girl, well, all of the see. black therapists are taken up. They just, <laughs> they overworked. I know that, I mean, like, there's so many of us walking around like shells of ourselves trying to trying to figure out what the heck is um what the heck is going on and black therapists are in great demand because there are a lot of uh African Americans who are just trying to figure it out and you know it feels it feels unsafe I think for African Americans to trust to be that vulnerable with people who are not at least people of color right Right. I, I have to say, I think I that would be my first choice to choose a therapist who looked a little more like me. And I do mm-hmm. I would do that because I know at least they would know where I'm coming from inherently mm-hmm. on certain things. But the mm-hmm. good news is, even if you can't find a therapist who looks like you, the whole idea is just to find somebody you can talk to. And That's so true. I have um, definitely in the past chosen people who didn't look like me. For, mm-hmm. uh, to talk to when I when I needed somebody to talk to. Well, I mean that's true. Yeah. That is very true. Let yeah. Me not well, we, it's only because you have you you have to work with what you got. The whole idea is to make sure that you're reaching out to get the services you need. And again, like I was saying, if there's some foundations that I found really on the fly, just you know, randomly, just saying, hey, what's out there. I was very encouraged to see that there are places with less money and are requiring less money for um, to get help. So I just thought, hey, I, I'm I'm encouraged that we're going in the right direction. Um, mm-hmm. I'd love to see more and more families doing what my family wants to do. So I guess it starts here at the home. But you know, go ahead and have us talking about it, normalizing it, and and being supportive for each other. That's probably one of the best things we can do. I'm excited oh. now because I just realized, duh, that means in the month of May, we might not have our meeting, but I should absolutely push to go ahead and schedule the meeting that our family's been talking about, but never oh, yeah. do You know, I was like, duh, that makes that's sense. an action statement that I can do in the month absolutely. of May. Absolutely. Well, you know, I want to, one of the things that when you were talking made me think about is the fact that families that we're dealing with 
other family members. But I'll tell you what, like my husband um, has been depressed for more than a few years. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he's very open about it. So, Mm -hmm. but if you don't know what depression looks like in a man and a black man in particular, mm. you might not understand. You might not know. You might know not know that they actually need help because mm-hmm. it cha- it can change their personality. Whereas a depressed woman might might do like maybe sleep a lot. Um, a depressed man or gain weight or something like that. A depressed man might show that in anger. Right. And like myself, I didn't know that that was, that was a thing mm-hmm. that him being depressed could mean that he would have more angry outbursts. He's not doing anything like physically. I just right. mean like out outbursts that right. are more angry, like we're mm-hmm. not his characteristic. It's not characteristic. So how did you figure it out? Um, no, I'm sorry. Let me be very more specific. How did you figure out what depression looks like for the black man? I don't say you're a black you man, know, but how, like, how did you how did you come to that point? I think I just happened to like come across. I it was haphazard. It just fell into my lap. Like some of the symptoms mm-hmm. of depression in men and. It was like, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, he is depressed. Right. This is what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, you know, he has been being, he's been treated for it for a number of years now and it's helped, but it's a con, it's a constant, you have to constantly be on top of that because he's taking medicine for it and you need adjustments and yeah. all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and there's a lot to it and if you don't keep up with it it can not be the best thing either right. so just understanding that and black people generally exhibit their symptoms differently than their counterparts mm-hmm. and so i think part of that may be like trauma based okay. like okay you know what i mean like I think you're responding to the, you know, whether you need to have someone who looks like you or not. I think that's what I'm hearing you're responding mm-hmm. to and, and why you why you would say it could help to have somebody who looks like us. Because you're right, mm-hmm. like you were saying about the trauma base and the trauma that it is being black. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, if you're going, if you're experiencing microaggressions at work on a daily basis, year in and year out, it's, I'm not certain how much, if you don't experience that, like how much, I don't want to say empathy, but you, I think you understand when I say, like, you can't truly understand what that feels like right. and what that truly looks like and how that really feels to be attacked, basically, mm-hmm. you know, little needle pick, prick at a time. And, you know, you die the slow death in being, you know, a target of these mar- microaggressions. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I kind of, it just has me kind of feeling like unsafe. Right. And I know for him, he he just wants to get help. He doesn't he doesn't carry the same wants, or maybe he doesn't see the same need for it. But I do. Right, right, yeah, <laughs> I do. That. Yeah, I want to spend a little bit of time just addressing suicide as mm. something that feels like there's an. I I have not done the research, you guys, so I do not know 
what the numbers say about uh, the rates of death by suicide from mm -hmm. at this point. But mm -hmm. to me, and how we receive news, I am feel like we get a lot of news about, especially young people uh, who are uh, dying by suicide. And it, it gets to a point where it's like, you guys, we, we've got a whole crisis um, uh, in our country where mental illness is concerned. I can tell by all the suicides we hear that are addressed, are, um, are talked about in the news, as well as all of the mass murders that we have, be it shootings in our elementary schools or wherever, uh, however that happens. And so it's just a, we need a call of action. I need to know what to do, Ramel. I, I see yeah. the problem and I see how it clogs up our systems, like our legal system and how it, it wreaks havoc on families. I wanna make sure that I use this month to at least pay attention to some of the mental health talks that I expect to hear this month mm -hmm. um, and look at some of the resources to, so I can do a little bit better. I hear myself as I'm talking saying, this something needs to be done. There's, there's it's yeah. mental health issues all around. There's a, you know, but yeah. I also heard myself not doing anything. So I gave myself a couple of, I gave myself a couple of, of things to do, which is number one, yeah, go ahead and schedule that family meeting. So let us get started within um, the safe place of the family. And number two, listen to more. Um, if there are some talks or workshops, yeah, go ahead and attend something related to mental health that's out there this month during Mental Health Awareness Month. So I will know how I can I can jump in and participate. I think that's awesome. Are you not going to commit awesome. to doing something, Ramel? <laughs> she was like, I you think that's what? good for was... you. That is so good for you. You go, girl. I... I hate to lie to folks. So, <laughs> this month, I've got so much stuff going on. But let me say this. I I have to deal with mental wellness, mental health issues basically every day. So for me, I just, I just want to survive it. Okay. I just want to get to the next day and hopefully be able to help those people who are around me who yeah, are dealing sure. with those issues to help them get the help that they need to be supportive and to help just to bring the light to this issue that still lives a little bit too much in the dark yeah you know and the more that we acknowledge it the more that we have an opportunity to address it okay. so that's what I'm committing to yeah no that's good <laughs> That is good. Like, Dealing with it from home is a wonderful place to start. It's funny because I was like, I, I do not have anything planned. Well, that's okay. <laughs> but and I'll, sh and I'll continue to share whatever it is that I learned. I will do something this month because I, I, there's some more that I need to do. And there's some things I don't know where to, where to start. And um, so I, I, have, I have work to do. So that's, that's okay. I, can, I can work on that. I'll share it with you, girl. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was a really cool conversation. I say cool because well, I don't think we've ever had that real conversation about mental health, about mental um, wellness. I know we did a little bit of kind of checking in on things as we were getting ready for this, but 
it just affects us so much and we don't talk about it enough. So I appreciate having that conversation with you. And I hope our listeners, you, um, enjoyed the conversation as well. Uh, so uh, until our next conversation. That's right. Peace. <laughs> yes, peace and, and blessings. blessings. Thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Girl Podcast. That's girl with three R's. And if you want to participate in our segment, Ask Your Girlfriends, email us at girlpodcast at gmail.com. That's girl with three R's. (laughs) So until next time. Peace Peace and and blessings. blessings.